to open your Bibles yet, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation this verse. Psalm 81 verse 10 is one we've been looking at here for the last uh, four messages. And we'll look at it, I believe, one last time tonight. All right? Psalm 81 verse 10, are you there? Okay, let's read that together. Ready, read. I am your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage? Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now, you'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. So open your mouth with a mighty decree. So we're on part five tonight of this, of this um, what we began on the Rosh Hashanah on open your mouth. Father, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you, Father, for each person who's gathered together to hear the word. Thank you for those who are watching online or wherever they are watching from uh, now and even in the future. Let everyone receive from the word of God tonight. I pray that every ear will be open, every eye will be open, every heart will be open to receive that which you have to speak to us tonight. Father, challenge us, charge us, change us, God, by the word of God tonight. Bring us to that place in you that you desire and that you need us to be so that we can be the fellow workers that you need us to be in this earth. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right. Praise the Lord. So open your mouth. Open your mouth. Praise God. Now listen, we've been uh, talking about this uh, new decade we're entering into the 80s, right? Pay, P-E-Y. And everybody remember that. That means mouth, okay? And so this decade, what's, what's, what we're going to see is God bringing his... Uh, mouthpieces to the forefront, okay? So I believe you all are part of that core, C-O-R-P-S, core, not C-O-R-E. Well, you're probably part of C-O-R-E as well. If you're here on Wednesday night, you're part of the C-O-R-E. But I'm talking about the C-O-R-P-S, the core, like Marine Corps, Duke Gershon, Brother Glenn. The core, that, that army, that group of people who are going to be used by God on the front lines. Are you following me? This exceeding great army that Ezekiel 37 talked about. And so it's an it's a army or core of, of um, mouthpieces who, whose hearts are loyal to God, who will walk in their boldness based on uh, the revelation that we've received over the last 10 years or however many years God's been giving us revelation about who we are. Uh, I believe we're going to see in this next 10 years a changing of the guard. You mark my words. We're going to see a changing of guard. And I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily looking for God to depose um, some of our generals in the faith that are there. We, we're looking for them to increase more and more. We're looking for them to go higher and continue to blaze the trail. But I'm talking about there have been people uh, uh, in the church, if you allow it, uh, who have not been walking with God necessarily, who have not been uh, about God's business, about God's kingdom, and they've been the ones out, out front. All the TV time, all the uh, YouTube time, all the Facebook time, all the, they got all, all the attention of uh, the body of Christ and the world, and God's ready to shift those things out of the way. Because he needs some true voices, and I believe you all are part of that core, C-O-R-P-S, of voices that God's going to use in this day. So it's important that we shift with God in this time right now that we're in. And so uh, we've been learning who we are the last 10 years, but now we're ready to now begin to speak. Open your mouth now. You got it? All right, now, 
I also told you this is a time of demonstration that we're moving into. In Acts chapter uh, 1, you can turn there if you, if, you, if you like. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, uh, Luke wrote Acts, right? Just say yes. Luke wrote Acts, and he begins by talking about uh, this guy, Theophilus, who's the same guy he wrote to in the book of Luke. And he says in here in Acts 1, verse 1, the former account I made, former account, book of Luke, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to what? Do and teach. So he began, he talked, he says, I, I'm letting you know everything that Jesus Christ began to do and teach. So Jesus Christ wasn't just a teacher, he was a doer, right? Christ, Jesus Christ was not just a, a teacher, he was a doer. And if you and I are in the body of Christ, we're not just to be teachers, we're to be doers. And we're not just to be hearers, we're to be doers. So we're moving from a time, we've spent the last 10 years plus, in a time of teaching and revelation. We've been gleaning revelation, but we're moving now into a time of demonstration. Where it's time to be doing what we've been taught or doing what we've been teaching. Got it? And so he says, watch this. The things that he began to do both, uh, both to do and teach, verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up. So there was a day when Jesus Christ was taken up the day he ascended back to the Father. So I believe that what we're moving into in the body of Christ is the time where we're going to begin to do what we've been teaching until the time we're taken up. In other words, this is not going to be just a decade-long thing and then we're going to go into something different. I'm talking about from now on out, we're going to be demonstrating the power of God, demonstrating the authority of God, the authority of his kingdom in the earth until the time we're taken up. You know we're going to be taken up, right? We're not here uh, permanently. <laughs> we're going to be taken up. Now we're coming back. Tell them to hold all our stuff. We're coming back. Now, y'all remember in the book of uh, 2 Kings, I believe, chapter 4, when Elisha uh, was visiting this woman, great woman of Shunem, and uh, he began to tell her after she got her miracles, hey, go away, there's going to be a famine coming. And she went away seven years. And she went away after the seven years, she came back. And she was granted after seven years all that had been wrought or worked or built up on her behalf for the last seven years, she was given all of it. We're leaving for seven years. But when we come back, all that has been built up and wrought for us is going to be uh, given into our hands. Amen? That's just a side note. Just put that in your pocket for later. All right, now, uh, let's go one more scripture here before I, I get cranking here. First Corinthians two, just just to just lay the foundation of what, of why this season is so important. First Corinthians two verse four. When you get there, say amen. amen. That's about three people. When you get there, First Corinthians two verse four, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, First Corinthians. Got it? Amen. All right, are you, are you there? Say amen. amen. All right, verse four. This is Paul saying, my speech and my preaching were not with what? Persuasive. Persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration 
of the spirit and of power. Why? That or so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And the issue with the world right now, the issue with much of, most of the church is that the, most, most of the church, their faith is still in the wisdom of men. That's right. That's right. I, I, I know I'm right. Uh, most of the church still, if a sickness hits their body, the first thing they think is a doctor. Wisdom of men. Financial issue hits their lives. First thing they think is Amscot or some bank, some bank loan or whatever they're going to get. It's the wisdom of men. I'm preaching right. Nobody's sending. Their faith, most of the world, the whole world, and most of the church faith is still in the wisdom of men. Why? Because they've not seen a, a, con, a constant manifestation of the power of God. Wow. Wow. Oh, let me give you an example. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so uh, there's a woman with Israel blood. You read about her in Mark chapter 5, right? No, no other places too. But in Mark chapter 5, it mentions this woman with Israel blood. She, she had been suffering with this Israel blood 12 long years. And the Bible says she had suffered many things of many physicians, but she had grew uh, not, not better, but she had rather grown worse. Besides that, she had spent all she had. So she, she was depending on the wisdom of men. And the wisdom of men was bringing her no relief. Matter of fact, rather than bringing her relief, it was making her worse. But the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And so she pressed away. She kept saying to herself, if I may but touch his clothes. Now, somehow she had heard about him or heard about some healing, some miracle he had done. And so she pressed through the crowd. And when she did that, she received her healing instantly. Because there was a demonstration of spirit and power. Yes. Now, from that moment, you read in the book of Luke that there's a, a, a whole crowd he went to uh, when he got back from on the other side of the Gadarenes, that the whole crowd went to him and began to grab the hem of his garment. Y'all missed that. They had heard about what happened to her. They had heard or seen or heard and seen this demonstration. So from that point on, rather than them going to the doctor, they went to Jesus. You read in Mark chapter 1, Jesus Christ, he goes to Peter's house. And his mother-in-law is there sick of a fever. And he rebukes the fever, commands the fever to come out of her. She gets healed and the Bible says, next thing you know, the whole city is gathered at the door. Now, that means they have been going to the doctor hall, to the emergency room, to the walk-in clinic all that time. But all of a sudden, there's a demonstration of spirit and power happens, and they all of a sudden run to Jesus. You know why the hospitals are full and the churches are empty? I said, do y'all know why the hospitals are full? Because they've not seen a constant demonstration of the spirit and of power. But in this decade, I'm telling you, it's going to rise up because God's raising up a core of people who will begin to not only hear and, and speak, but begin to do everything we've been hearing, everything we've been speaking, and they're going to see it. And we're going to empty our hospitals and fill up the house of God.
Yeah, and I'll say that too. And if there's going to be a demonstration in the physical realm, there's going to be a financial demonstration too. We're going to begin to see financial miracles happen in front of us. Not us just confessing financial miracles happen in my life every day and just hoping something. No, we're going to see something happen right in front of us, a financial miracle like catching a miraculous catch of fish. That's a... We're going to see water turn to wine right in front of us. Feeding the multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread. Greater works than these shall we do. Because Jesus went to the Father. Now I'm just loony enough to believe that we're moving into that time and that season. And all God's been looking at is for somebody who will have the faith to hear it and then to walk in what he's been saying to us all this time. Are you part of that group? Come on, are you part of that group? All right. All right, now, so we're moving to a time of demonstration. Now, remember I gave you this scripture, we've been looking at this every time, Genesis 2, verse 7, about when God breathed into man and man became a living being. King James says a living soul, or uh, we could say, uh, as the Hebrew sages say, man became a speaking spirit like God. Say it with me. A speaking spirit like God. Say it again. A speaking spirit like God. So that's important. We understand that we are speaking spirits like God, which means that we've been made in his image and his likeness, given the, the dominion, we've been delegated authority from God to have dominion on this earth, to operate on this earth, to, to really to make uh, earth resemble heaven. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. You just keep talking to me. When God put the Garden of Eden here, uh -huh. he made the Garden of Eden a replica of heaven. Right? right. Okay. Now, he did that. He planted that garden. And then he told Adam, I want you to dress and keep it. With your voice, dress and keep it. And I want you, implied in that command is to take what you see in that garden and expand it over the whole earth. So Adam is going to do that with his voice. Right? He's going, he's going to make the, the earth look like heaven all over the earth. But of course he fell, and so we lost that. God comes along later on, hundreds of years later, and Moses goes and gets the children of Israel out of Egypt. Comes time, he says, Moses, I want you to you build me a tabernacle in the wilderness. Well, when he designed, gave him the design of the tabernacle, the tabernacle was laid out just like heaven. Have you ever studied the tabernacle? Just the three of you. Let me get to teach you on that. The tabernacle was laid out just like heaven. And all the, the materials to be used to build it, to erect it, to lay it out, were the materials of heaven. Are y'all missing it? In other words, uh, he was going to let Moses, Moses and everybody see a picture of heaven on earth. So that, and the tabernacle was for them to meet God. So whenever God came down, he wasn't coming to all this other junk. He was coming down to that place that looked like heaven. 
when David gets the plan for the temple. It's a replica of heaven. Are y'all seeing this here? I'm just trying to get you to see that God's intent over and over and over again is to get man to bring heaven on earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Try not to get too caught up here. Hallelujah. He talks about this. Um, in Deuteronomy, he mentions days of heaven on earth. Somebody knows that where that is, and thought it was the first chapter. Deuteronomy, I could be wrong. They'll find it on the media. Find it. Don't worry about that. They'll find it. What eleven? Oh, eleven twenty-one. Okay, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of, of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. King James, switch to King James for me, please. King James says it better for us. Glory to God. What was, what's that? Oh, that went back to me. Okay, there it is. As the days of heaven upon the earth. It's the days of heaven upon the earth. Are y'all seeing that? So God's whole M.O. is to get us to have days of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ says when you pray, pray this. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In earth, on earth, depending on what translation you read, he wants earth to look like heaven. Got it? At the very least, your earth. Look like heaven. And you spread it out from there. You got it? So, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Wow. Jesus, Matthew 10, Luke 9, sends disciples out. One time he sends out 12, another time he sends out 70. And he says, There's a 12, when you go out, I want you to go out and preach the kingdom of God. He says, Preach. I said, I want you to heal the sick. Notice he didn't say pray. He said, Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. He said, when you do that, tell them that the kingdom of God has come upon them. Y'all listening back in the back? He says, when you heal them, tell them the kingdom of God has come upon them. Y'all will get this by Friday. When you heal them, tell them the kingdom has come upon them. Other words, there's no sickness in the kingdom. There's no lack in the kingdom. There's no, there's no, nothing evil in the kingdom. Whenever, whenever you make wrong things right, tell them the kingdom has come on you. Are you getting this here tonight? So God wants us to be kingdom carriers. In this, in this next decade and, and, and until we're taken up, we're going to be kingdom carriers, kingdom demonstrators, and bringing the kingdom into the earth. You're going to bring the kingdom into Child's Park and Lakewood Estates and Old Northeast and Old Southeast. You're going to bring the kingdom into your, into your neighborhood, in, into your, your business. You're going to bring the kingdom into your family. Glory to God. God sought us out this last decade teaching on the kingdom. 
2010, he's had us teaching on the kingdom. Now, now we're moving, we're going to shift into now demonstration of the kingdom. Everywhere we go. Y'all got it? All right. Now, let me keep going here. I don't want to get caught up to here. Glory to God. Go, go back to Psalm number 81. And I want to show you something here that I'm, I'm just slightly embarrassed, maybe a little more than slightly embarrassed to even tell you. Psalm 81. Are you there? Now, we've been reading Psalm 81, verse 10, from what translation? Passion, Passion translation. So I, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit to you that I had not read the entire psalm in the Passion Translation. None of y'all did either. Good. Oh, so y'all did? Okay. I hadn't read the entire thing in the Passion Translation. So as I'm preparing for tonight, I go back. I said, well, let me go make sure I read the entire Passion Translation. I know this, this is, as far as my plan goes, my last time teaching on this, this area here. So I want to go back and make sure I, I read it. So I go back and I, and I pull it up on the computer. And the very top of Psalm 81 in the passage translation says this, for the Feast of Tabernacles. I said, saying, Lord, come on now, how, how I slip like that? Now, if you're wondering, what are they talking about? We're in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles tonight. Feast of Tabernacles began Sunday evening. Sunday was Sukkot Erev which means the eve of Sukkot or the eve of the Feast of Tabernacles. Hallelujah. It continues through Sunday. The Feast of Tabernacles is, is the, the eight-day feast out of all the three major feasts that God uh, gives order to. The Feast of Tabernacles, if you don't know it, it's, it's, the, it's the only one that has not, that has yet to be fulfilled. Y'all know the three feasts? The three main main feasts, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Passover was uh, celebrated when the Jews came out of, out of Egypt. They came about a Passover. But that was fulfilled with the blood of Jesus Christ, Jesus died on Calvary. That, was, that feast was fulfilled. Now the Jews still uh, celebrate that to this day. The early church still celebrated it. At one time, Paul said, he's, he's going somewhere, he said, hey, I must, by all means, keep the Passover. So even though Paul was a born-again Christian, he said, I still got to keep that Passover. So in other words, that feast didn't end for him or for the, for the early, early disciples. Then the feast of Pentecost was fulfilled on, for us, the day of Pentecost. 50 days after Passover, when they were all gathered in one place in one accord, right? And a sound came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house of where they were sitting, right? And there appeared unto them a cloven tongues like as a fire, and one sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the mutterers, Acts 2, verse 1 through 4. 
fulfilled. But the only one that has not been fulfilled is the Feast of Tabernacles. That's the one, if you read the book of Zechariah, where God says, even in the eternal reign of Christ, all those who don't come and keep that feast, they will get no rain. In other words, he said that Feast of Tabernacles, if you don't keep that one, you will get no rain. Every nation, you'll get no rain if you don't keep that feast. Now, we learned about this a few years back, and we've been keeping it, you know, not, not in matter of we're Jewish, nothing like that. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, none of us are out there building, you know, my wife, I didn't build no booth for my family. We're not living in a tent outside the house like the Jews had to do. You understand? All right? <laughs> but I understand the opportunity that we've been given to take part in the feast offerings and things like that. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the other day about the feast offerings. They, they had every day all these, you know, we don't have to do that, whatever. But we've been taking part of that. So I'm, I'm, I was very embarrassed when I looked at the top of Psalm 91, Psalm 81, and it said, Feast of, for, the, for the Feast of Tabernacles. In other words, this psalm is for that feast. I'm like, good God, how did I miss that? Except that it, God knew that this was for tonight. Because I didn't know this three weeks ago <laughs> when we first started reading this. Praise God. So please, y'all, excuse me and my shortcomings. <laughs> so I want to read the whole thing. Psalm 81, and they'll put it on the screen for us. It's entitled again, and they don't put it on here, but if you have it on your phone or well, your iPad or whatever you have, it'll say right across the top for the Feast of Tabernacles. Did anybody look it up already? Did you see it? Yeah, so y'all just know I'm not making this up. Okay. Starts out for the pure and shining one, Asaph's, and this, um, this is still the, the name of, of the, of the, of the, of the uh, psalm, Asaph's poetic song set to the melody of For the Feast of Harvest. Okay? All right, it begins this way. Lord, just singing about you makes me strong. So I'll keep shouting for joy to Jacob's God, my champion. Lord, you are my champion. Come on, all right. Let the celebration begin. All the feasts are celebrations. He said, I will sing with drum accompaniment and with the sweet sound of the harp and guitar strumming. Go ahead. Blow the jubilee trumpet to begin the feast. Blow it before every joyous celebration and festival. Now watch this. For God has given us these seasons of joy. So feast, they're feast seasons. In other words, this season that we're in of tabernacles, we just we left the season of Pentecost. The season between Passover and Pentecost is a season. It's, it's a, a season of infallible proofs. Yeah. Jesus Christ went about for 40 days showing himself by many infallible proofs that he was alive. Then this feast of, of Pentecost between Pentecost and now. So now we're entering into another season now 
from here to Passover. Got it? All right. The uh, days that the God of Jacob decreed for us to celebrate and rejoice. Verse 5. He has given these feasts to remind us of his triumph over debt. <laughs> over the world system. Over lack and bondage and poverty. When we went out to wage war against them. When he, rather, when he, I said we. When he went out to wage war against them. I heard the message in an unknown tongue as he said to me. I have removed your back-breaking burdens. And have freed your hands from the hard labor and toil. <laughs> He's a good God. Verse 7, you called out to me in your time of trouble and I rescued you. Oh, yes, he did. I came down from the realm of the secret place of thunder where mysteries hide. I came down to save you. I tested your hearts at the place where there was no water to drink. The place of your bitter argument with me. Pause in his presence. Selah. You know, they had no water at the rock of Meribah. And Moses, God told Moses to strike the rock. Boom, he struck the rock and water came out. The next time he told him to speak to it, Moses struck it again. Water still came out, but Moses missed it. Y'all remember that? Verse, verse 8, now this is where it gets sticky here. Y'all ready? Listen to me, my dear people, I'm, for I'm warning you, and you better listen well, for I hold something against you. Don't ever be guilty of worshiping any other god but me. Now here it is. I am your only God. You know, this sounds familiar right here, right? I'm your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage? Now he says, now once I do that, open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now, you'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. He said, in other words, in this, this is a whole oh, Jesus. Remember, this is for the Feast of Tabernacles. Y'all, remember, this is for the Feast of Tabernacles. He's saying when you open your mouth during the Feast of Tabernacles, you will shift something supernaturally in your life because the season shift is a time for every one of us to shift. So he said, I want to remind you in these times, these feasts is to open your mouth wide. You remember, and I, remember I, I think I've taught you all this because I've taught you all about, well, we learned originally from Apostle Thornton, but I've taught you all, I uh, believe before, not, not too heavy because I, most people couldn't handle it. When I've taught about these feast offerings, See how quiet. When I'm talking about these feast offerings. And the three feasts that God gives, that he commands, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, the Passover offering 
and feast, the, tap, the uh, Pentecost uh, offering and feast is a, is a feast and offering of remembrance yes, to thank God for what he has done. But the tabernacle's offering is to remember what God has done, but to project into what God will do. He says the Feast of Tabernacles offer, he said, I want you to bring that for the Lord will bless you. <laughs> Passover and Pentecost is because he has blessed you. But Tabernacles is because he will bless you. So in this tabernacle time, when you open your mouth with your mighty decree, when you speak something, is you're speaking something that's, you're, you're not just thanking God for what, thank God for what you've already done, yes, but you're projecting and speaking a, a decree about where you're going the next 10 years. You're decreeing something over the next year of your life. Are y'all catching this here? So this feast time, you, this is not something you skip on your calendar. It's something you remember on your calendar. Something you say, wait, this, now, now I know we're faith people, and we know and we believe we can speak anytime and things happen. Yes, I understand that. But there's timing of God that you cannot get around. That God has kairos times, kairos times that he set up that, that, are, that, that, that are superior to your anytime faith. Thank God for anytime faith, anytime declaration, anytime working, anytime see. But during Kairos times, during Kairos moments, is a time when you can decree. And because heaven, oh man, the, 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 Jew, the Jews teach that, that during these times, the heavens open. Well, heaven is always open to us. I know, I know, heaven is always open to you and your faith self. But during these times, okay, let me help you something. Let me help you. With your faith self. See, you're in faith because of Jesus Christ. The Jews are not. The Jews do not believe in Jesus. So th these feasts are still there for them. So God still has to honor his word and keep these and open these heavens during these special times for them because they're still covenant people. They're still under the Abrahamic covenant. So what happens with us and our faith self who understand we can do things anytime, well, great, we can do things anytime, but why not do it anytime, but also at the same time? When, when oh, praise God, I'll say that, that, thank you, Holy Ghost. When you ain't really got to use your faith to kick the door open, God already opened it up. You just walk right on in during this special time God has already set on his calendar. Y'all got this here? So open your mouth. It, I'm telling you over the next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, man, I'll be speaking and saying some stuff. Command your next morning. Command your next week. Command your next month. Command your next year. Command your next day, decade. Command the rest of your life. He says, he says, this is what I wanted you to do during this time. Now watch. I hear you, baby. Y'all better... 
Miss Anita, what do you see? See? Don't, don't speak what you have. Speak what you see. Don't speak no uh, menial decree. Speak a mighty decree. Are you, are you understanding this here? I wish the old church was here tonight to hear this. I am preaching this on Sunday. I hope they're listening. Because this is a season to open your mouth. The heavens are open over you. I hope you hear me. The heavens are open over your life right now. That means if the heavens open, you, it's, it's, like, it's like the refrigerator, like the pantry being open. It's like the warehouse being open. You can call out whatever you need. I, I call out whatever I need out of, out of that. Oh, God. Not, he didn't say ask for it. He said decree it. During these seasons, it's God. Open up his storehouse. Come and get what you want, what you need. stuff but you have to work your faith and you know you can make it happen I mean you can do it because we you know we we've I know we're faith masters in here I know we're faith giants in here right but it's just certain times when God someone just make it easy Just make it easy for you. I'm just opening the gates for you. Just come on in. The windows of heaven open over your life. Now watch this. I'll fulfill it now. You'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. This is for the Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 11. Now make sure this ain't you. But my people still wouldn't listen. Are you listening? My princely people would not yield to me. Now, this, you catch this, this is going to make sense to you here. Watch this, watch this, Luanda. So I lifted my grace off. See, during the Feast of Tabernacles, there's a grace that comes on. Grace abounds towards you. All sufficiency for all things. That's on you. Now, no, I, Pastor, I understand. I live in grace. I understand. I, I'm not refuting. I'm not changing from our everyday faith, our everyday grace. I'm not taking that away. Come Monday, I'm still be walking in grace of God. Yes. 
But I'm talking about right now. When he's releasing a, a uh, the Bible says Jesus Christ, he had grace without measure. Y'all missed that. Without measure. Y'all missing that. Without measure. Grace without measure. And unlimited grace was on him. You and I don't operate on that. We, 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 we get grace. Thank you, Lord, for grace. That's, that's, why, that's why Peter and Paul both would pray things like, I pray that grace and peace be multiplied unto you because we have a measure of we got to keep uh, get growing. You know, P Peter said, 2 Peter 3, 18, I want you to grow in grace, grow in it. Jesus didn't grow in grace. He had grace without measure. So during, remember, he is the feast. He is, he is. He is everything. So during this time, there's a grace without measure. I'm telling you, if you're going to ask, ask big. If, you, if you're going to decree, decree big. Because there's a grace without measure on your life during this time for you to decree mighty things. And he'll fulfill it. All right, now. He said, but they wouldn't listen to me. He said, so I lifted my grace from off their lives and I surrendered them to the stubbornness of their hearts. Stubbornness of their hearts. I, ain't, I don't feel, I ain't finna say nothing. I ain't gonna do all that. Definitely ain't finna get no feast off of it. For they were living according to their own selfish fantasies. Selfish fantasies. Fantasy is something that's not real. You just, you make it up in your mind. <laughs> you make, you make your, you're entertaining yourself in your mind. I'm doing good. <laughs> 13. Listen to the heart of God. All that my people would once and for all listen to me and walk faithfully in my footsteps, following my ways. You ready for this? You ready for this? Then and only then will I conquer your every foe. And tell every one of them, you must go. How many of y'all have some foes that are still in your hands? I know people. Some bills, some debt, some pains, some sicknesses, some disease, some in your life coming against you, some demon operating against you and your family and your marriage and your children and your life and your finances and your body. He said, I will conquer your every foe and tell every one of them you must go. In other words, he go, you're going to go from you binding the devil. You can bind a devil. I know you can bind and loose. I know you can cast. I know you can. But he said, now we move out of the way. I'm going to do it. That's a whole nother level of binding right there. When he shows up, he said, I'm going to tell him, you got, you got to, you get, you got to go. You got to get off Robert's life. You got to get out of Shantae's family. 
You got to get out of Laquanda finances. You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> you got to get out of their body. Get out of their mind. Get out of their soul. You foul spirit. You depressive, grieving spirit trying to hold my people back. Get out of here. You got to go. Lord, we're listening to you. We're going to follow your ways. We're going to walk in your footsteps. Then and only then. Are you, are you catching what this season is all about? Then only then will I conquer every foe and tell every one of them, you must go. Those who hate my ways will cringe before me. And their punishment will be eternal. But I will feed you with my spiritual bread. You will feast. He said, he said you're going to feast and be satisfied with me. You're going to live and abide satisfied with me. Now, what he means, he doesn't mean by that you just be happy because you got me. No, what he means is with me, you're going to be satisfied. Because if you hang with me, you're going to have everything you want, everything you need, everything you desire, everything you can dream, everything you've been fantasizing about going to become a reality in your life. It's going to be the real deal because you're with me now. That's what happens, he said, when you keep this feast. You'll be feeding on my revelation truth like honey dripping from the cliffs of the high place. For the Feast of Tabernacles. Like, Lord, how, how did I miss that? We got it. We got it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We got it. We got it. Hallelujah. We got it. It's our time now. Do you remember? I said to you about three weeks ago, that this was going to be the most important Feast of Tabernacles in a long time? Y'all remember me saying that? I said, this was going to be the most important. And I didn't even know. I didn't know about this. The Holy Ghost knew. Because we're shifting into a different area, a different time. So this is the biggest, you, in other words, what you decree during this one, I'm going to just, just tell it straight out, as, as uncomfortable as it may make me feel. What you sow during this feast, boy, I, I tell you, I didn't prepare. This is what I would do, if you or me, I'd sell something.
If I had to, I, I ain't got to because I've been, I, we've been preparing. We've, we've been preparing. We've, we've been preparing for this feast since Pentecost. But if I hadn't, something be on, on the cell block. It, something be on offer up tonight. So I can get me a seed. Because this is the most important one in quite a while. Because it's going to shift you. Because this is going to be the one that now you understand that you're going to now decrease something. And nothing small. And I'm not talking about your seed. I'm talking about what you decree. Your seed between you and God. I'm talking about what you decree. Because he's going to know, he gonna know, he gonna know whether your, your seed was precious or pitiful. He knows that. He knows it. But when you open your mouth with your mighty decree, he said, I will fulfill it now, you'll see. Y'all sit down. Y'all trying to make me stop. I ain't going to stop. <laughs> hey! We got it. That's it. I got a lot of stuff, but you know what? That's the word for the night right there. I just, I just fill up from the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's it. I, I don't see if I if I keep going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you some different directions. I don't, I don't need to do that. I, what, you gotta understand right now. This is for many of us, because not, not many of us are. 60 and 70, 80 years old. This is the most critical time that we've ever known in our whole lives. This is, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, you know, everybody has something in their, in, in, in sports, there's a, there's a career defining moment. There's a, there's a career defining moment in it for every athlete. Whether good, bad. Some guys, you throw five touchdowns, or you know, it's a career-defining moment. Five interceptions is a career-defining moment. In other words, your whole rest of your career is either going to go up or crash from that moment. You have hit a career-defining moment. I be so bold prophetically as to say that your whole life is going to shift from this week. Every area of your life is going to shift from this week. In other words, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, this is going to be a capacity-changing week. In other words, 
how you see it and speak this week is going to determine the capacity for a long time of your life. In other words, uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great amount of things that you don't know. So when you and I spend time with God, he's going to show us some great and mighty things. When he shows us the great and mighty things, the, the purpose of it is to enlarge our capacity. So we, we think bigger, we see bigger, we imagine bigger, we dream bigger, we get a bigger vision. And the more time we spend with him, the larger that gets and the more capacity we have. And, and that level of capacity will stand for a long time until he's ready to increase your capacity again. And he'll draw you right back into a place with him. So I can increase your capacity more. <laughs> and God's issue with the body is that we've been seeing such a small scale, uh, minuscule idea of his kingdom. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these last 10 years, I can look back over these last 10 years. I, I, wish, I wish I could tell you I planned out the last 10 years of preaching. One time somebody tried to get me to do that. Sit down and plan out your next three years of preaching uh, sermons and everything. We, and you get, get a team together, get a creative team together, and what they'll do is, you know, a couple months ahead of time, they'll start putting, putting together, you know, uh, displays and get T-shirts and campaigns ready for what you're going to preach and we're going to plan this. I wish I could tell you I'd done that, but I didn't. I never planned out anything. Sometimes I wouldn't know today of what, what I'm supposed to be saying. Not that I wasn't studying, not that I wasn't spending time with God. It's just I, I wasn't going to go out. There was some pre-canned. And when I look back over the last 10 years, I say, God, you've just been taking us on. It's been one long message. Am I right? Am I right? Pa Pastor Rowe, he was telling me the other day, he said he'd been going back over some of the old ones. He'd been digging through some of the old messages. I said, yeah, they old, but they ain't stale. He said, he me eating that old bread. That's what he said, that's my old bread. I said, it old, it's old, but it ain't stale. Still, still fresh bread. Ten years ago, it's still fresh bread. But if you go back over it, you'll realize, wait a minute, this has been really one. In fact, that's what he said. He said the other day, it was Sunday, he said, Pastor, you've been preaching this a long time. You've been, you've been telling us this long. That's right. It's been one. It's been the same message a long time. This has been a 10-year series. Preparing us for such a time as this. So now we're ready to step out 
into something new and something great and move into a place of demonstration of the Spirit. Now we know who we are. Jesus reprimanded his disciples one time on the boat, got caught in a storm, and they woke him up. Hey, we're perishing. And he said, what's wrong with y'all? Where's your faith? They were shocked by what he did when he calmed the seas and the, and the wind. And they said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? He goes from there and he starts demonstrating what manner of man he is. He, he calmed the wind with a word. Calmed the wave with a word. You keep reading, he cast out devils with a word. He healed the sick with a word. Send a word only and my servant will be healed. He did everything with a word. Oh boy, I'm preaching, boy. He was showing to them what manner of man he was. And he was demonstrating to them what manner of men they were. Such that one day, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, they're going ahead into a town. They're going to prepare the way for him. And the Bible says the town wouldn't receive him because his face was set on Jerusalem. And the Bible says, they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you want us to call down fire from heaven? Y'all missed it. These same guys who were on a boat now they realize who they are and they said, you want us to call down fire from heaven? He had to stop and say, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is what he said. He said, you, you guys don't understand what manner of spirit you are. He said, wait, you don't understand. If you call down fire, it's coming. Y'all hear what I said? This is God's word to you. If you call down fire, it's coming. If you call down rain, it's coming. Elijah was a man of light. Just like we are. And he commanded that there be no rain and there was no rain. Then he spoke that there be rain and rain came. He was a light constitution just like we are. So Jesus had to back those guys up. Ho, ho, ho. If you call it, it's coming. He said, the son of man did not come to destroy lives, but to save men's lives. So in other words, my superheroes use your power for good. Sons of God. Daughters of God, use your power and your authority for good. Men of God, women of God, use your authority for good. Be careful what you say because when you speak, you are a speaking spirit like God. That's what we've been learning the last 10 years, what man of men we are. So that's why now... When you open your mouth, 
with a mighty decree. Might is coming in your life. Some of y'all, you about to blast poverty and debt right off the map in your life. Some of y'all, you going to blast sickness and disease right up out of your life and out of your cousin life and out of your mama life. Somebody shout, I know who I am. Say, I know what I have. And say, I know what I can do. I can do all things through the anointing one in his anointing. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm authorized. I'm authorized. I'm called by God. And when I speak, start shifting. Things start shaking. Things start moving. Things start breaking. Demons start running. Demons start trembling. Sickness has to go. Poverty has to go. Money has to come. I'm not an ordinary man. You're not an ordinary man, D. You're not an ordinary woman. Somebody get, get, your, get your good pointer finger. Get your good pointer finger and point it in somebody's face. Not in a mean way. Tell them it's time. It's time. We've been teaching, but it's time to do. We've been learning, but it's time to do. We've been receiving, but it's time to do. We've been talking, but it's time to do. We've been hearing, but it's time to do. It's time to be a demonstration of the kingdom of God in the earth realm. It's time to be a demonstration of the power of God in the earth realm that people's faith would not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God because the wisdom of men is earthly, sensual, and demonic. I'm ready to move. I got big capacity. I got big capacity. I got big capacity. I've been, I've been receiving big. I've been learning big. I've been meditating big. I've been praying big. I've been praising big. I've been sowing big. I got a big capacity. I got a big capacity. So, Get your best shot of my good side now. Because when you look up 10 years from now, you don't even recognize. You will not even recognize.
Now the devil wants to shut your mouth. You better hear me. Some of y'all better hear me tonight. The devil wants to shut your mouth. So don't be surprised. Don't be alarmed by tribulation, by persecution, because it's coming for the word's sake. It's to get you and I to shut our mouths. But the more he brings tribulation, the louder you better get. The more he brings persecution, the more intense you ought to get. I will not quit. I will continue. I'm not drawing back to where I used to be, what I used to do, where I used to go, how I used to live, how I used to think, how I used to act, how I used to feel. And I'm, I won't let anything make me shut my mouth. Put 8110 Psalm in the, in the regular New King James Version. Open your mouth wide. This isn't talking about you unhinging your jaws like a snake. It's talking about use big language. I dare somebody to say it. I dare somebody to say it. Million dollars come to me now in Jesus' name. Wide, 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 wide. Other words, Laquanda, is put in your order and I'll fill it. Put in your order, Elder Cheryl, and I'll fill it. I'll fill it. I got a whole gang full of guys who are in charge of shipping and receiving. Gotta, you just got to put the order in. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, I understand. Listen to me. I understand you and I, faith people, can do this anytime. But this psalm is for the Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> this, is, this, is like, this is like prime shipping right here. This is, y'all understand? This is, this is Amazon Prime. This is, this, <laughs> I'll fulfill it now, you see. <laughs> it's, it's included in your membership in the kingdom. 
It's prime time, baby. It's prime time. Before you lay down at night the rest of this week, speak it. When you get up in the morning the rest of this week, speak it. When you're praying over your lunch and your dinner and your breakfast, speak it. When you get a break to go to the bathroom at work, says Anita, speak it. When you're riding in your car, speak it. Open your mouth wide. What I'm going to say, what has he said? Well, I don't know what to say. I tell you what, if you don't know what to say, you ain't got time to go figure it out. Just get in the Bible and just say what he already said in the Bible. See, see, we, we, it came up this morning in prayer this morning. In the Bible, it's your prescription. It's something that's been prescribed. It's been pre-written. So just say whatever he pre-wrote. Start there. It's big stuff already pre-written. Bigger than most of us can wrap our minds around. It's already written in there. Long life I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. It's already written in there. No evil. You should not be visited with any actual evil. It's already written there. Wealth and riches shall be in your house. It's already written there. Just, just say that. Just say that. That's already written in there. You know, you know what, a, what a prescription is? You know what he said, prescription? It's just what the doctor ordered. Y'all missed it. Just what the doctor ordered is already pre-written in here. <laughs> Y'all get on your feet. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Quitting. Glory to God. Y'all got it. Getting there, just, just, just go through what he said, and then if there's something he has said to you specifically, open it. Don't, 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 uh, don't try to shrink down what he said to fit what you can figure out. Open your mouth wide. No, y'all, y'all. You're getting this. I just something else just came to me. In other words, <laughs> I keep remembering this. This is for the Feast of Tabernacles. So anytime you can say something, but during this time, you 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 during this special time, you open your mouth wide and I'll fulfill it. Now you'll see. It's just it's just there's a grace on it for now. There's a grace on it for now. When Jesus turned the water into wine, he said, draw some out now. Huh? He said, draw some out now. It's the power of now. You're in the now season right now, this particular mode 
a mold of God. Thank you, Lord. You know, you know, you know one of the signs that God gives for a season, these seasons right here? It's a full moon. And according to Psalm number 89, the moon is God's faithful witness in the sky. Faithful witness of what? That I will never alter or break the covenant that I've spoken out of my mouth. You got to catch it. 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 In Psalm 89, he said, I make sure mercy is the sure covenant of David. He said, I will never alter or break the covenant that I've spoken out of my mouth. He said, the moon is my faithful witness in the sky. So when you look out there during this feast season and you see a full moon, even wolves know what to do when they see a full moon. At least have the sense God gave a wolf. knows something's shifting. The tides. Y'all missed it. I said the tides. T-I-D-E-S. Shift at a full moon. Y'all missed, missed that. Some of y'all, you've been financial low tide, but when a full moon comes, you're about to hit financial high tide. You better shout about that. I declare financial high tide hitting your life about to overwhelm your life, overcome your life. It's a season of it. <laughs> Give me verse 36. His seed shall endure forever. His throne as the sun before me, verse, verse uh, 37. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. The moon is the faithful witness in the sky. Say, Lord, think about that. When you walk out tonight, take a peek at that moon. Say, God's word is true. It shall come to pass. Every word from God's word and every word he's spoken over my life, every prophetic word we've ever heard is for a now time. Shout, I'm better. I'm rich. I'm better off. No, I ain't better off. Somebody want to hear about no better off? For the Feast of Tabernacles.
Now, when it says open your mouth wide, it doesn't mean you have to be loud. We can be loud in here, but you can be at work and still open your mouth wide. It's not, it's not talking about the volume. It's talking about the, the, the capacity, the intensity of what you're saying is what you're saying is mighty. What you're saying is big. I'm more than a conqueror. The boss try to tick you off. I'm more than a conqueror. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's shifting. It's shifting. Now I was I was I had to I had to exercise a little boldness to say it, but I'm I'm serious about that feast offering. You know, I I I I let y'all know Rosh Hashanah was coming. Right? Rosh Hashanah ain't no offering about that. But I purposely have never said anything about the feast coming. You know, I never, I never mentioned the feast coming. That's because I never want y'all thinking that I'm trying to get anything from you. Because regardless of what you do, we're going to honor the feast. Every, every feast, all three every year. So I make no apologies for having more than enough now. Because it's an opportunity God gives us. But since the Lord brought it up, And here's what, and I'm going to just kick it in so the door open. And here's what we tell you, Ezekiel 44, 30, he said, you bring the best of the first fruits to the priest that he may cause the blessing to rest on your house. I'm your priest. And, and so you bring the best that God used me to command a blessing on your house. So you pray about it, think about it, ask the Lord what Lord I'm to do and and the Lord, I'm telling you, he, would, he might challenge you, sell something. You got, that old, you got, that, old, got that, old, that old drill sitting there, you ain't used that drill in 10 years. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Or he might say, that's, the, that's your favorite drill. I'm just using drill, you know what I'm saying? Been there, done that. Been, been there, done that. Been there, done that. So I'm just saying that. Y'all take it how you want to take it. But don't let the devil snatch from you what you received tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, so thankful that you're always mindful of us. And at the same time you're mindful of us, you're always mindful of your covenant. And with your covenant, you've given us the moon that we can see with our natural eye as evidence of a spiritual truth, of spiritual truths that uh, cannot ever uh, be washed away. Your truths are forever. Your truth is uh, everlasting. Your truth endures to all generations. Your truth is there, just like your moon is there. God, your truth is there for all generations. And so, God, we hear your word. We've heard your voice. And we know that you've been telling us over these last five messages, oh God, about opening our mouths. And so we will decree mighty things. Thank you, Father, that you will give us mighty things to decree. Thank you, Father, that we are part of this prophetic generation that you're raising up. That, God, you, are, you want us to open so wide 
that it doesn't just influence and affect our lives, but we become those who affect our whole families. We become those who affect our whole neighborhoods. We become those who affect, Lord, this entire city, this region, and the rest of the world for Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, that you will use us to do great and mighty things. You said those of God, those of us who know, know our God shall be strong and do great exploits. So thank you, Father, that we will be strong and we will do great exploits. Thank you that, God, that this next 10 years, in fact, from now until the time we are taken up, we will go out and do the things things that we teach and do the things that we learn, God, we will be active. We'll be involved. We'll be engaged. We'll, we will demonstrate the kingdom of God everywhere we go. Thank you, Father, for this core of people, ambassadors, fellow workers with you, workers together with you, who will go about doing your business in the earth Father, I pray that your people would dream even at night like you let me dream on June 16th, 2017 about financial miracles happening in my life every day for me to have something to say when I woke up. God, give your people, Lord, through dreams and through visions big things to say, big things to decree, Big things to declare, oh God. Even things that we may not comprehend with our natural minds. God, you may have us speak things that we couldn't figure out in a million years how to pay for it, how to make it happen. But you said if we give a mighty decree, you said you'll fulfill it now. We'll see. So thank you for every major huh, manifestation that's going to come forth from now until, until Jesus comes. Thank you that we are part of this end time generation that you will use to demonstrate to the world that you are the only living God and beside you there is no other God. So thank you for allowing us to be your people and for you uh, you said, Father, when Jesus, after Jesus comes and after we are now with him forever, you said you will now come and you will tabernacle with men. That will be when this tabernacle is, feast is fulfilled, that when you now, we are now with you forever, we, you tabernacle with men. Thank you, Father, that it will be glorious celebration throughout eternity. Now, as we spend the rest of this feast time celebrating, I pray that in this rest of this feast time, God, everybody will be celebrating every day. Yes. It'll be days of, of celebrating, no fasting. They say no fasting solemn time now, no. This is a feasting celebration time throughout the rest of this feast time, God. And as we celebrate, we'll not only remember what you have done, but celebrate in anticipation of what you will do. You said from this feast, you said you will bless us. So think of that blessing will come in overwhelming measure. Hallelujah. Grace without measure. Grace without measure. Grace without measure. We thank you that it's so. We bless you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Put those hands together one more time and give God a great praise tonight. Glory.